it's always really fun having you on the show. It always feels like it's always it's always fun to be on the show. Yeah, it always feels like it's going to be a really chill time. Like we're just going to kind of get to hang, you know. You know, I, after listening to the episode with EJ and you talking about Thirty Flights of Loving, I was like, I need me, I need me a cup of this. Oh I yeah, want a, I want a cup. Of, I want a cup of this hun bun. You know, I like the I like the the fact that you get both Sanders boys mm-hmm. in the in the in the wells of our nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, I like to bounce between the two of you. You know, I don't just have one of you for too long. You know, it's like I get a little a little handful of EJ and then I come, uh, I dip my ladle into a pool yes. of Sun Sanders and I, I sip it up. Um, when it, I, I am more soup than EJ, that's oh, for sure. Oh, you're a big, 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 big pot of soup. That's what I think about you. A good smell yeah. too, good smell of soup. Mm. What would be EJ? EJ's like a really tasty like sandwich. Yeah. Bread. I think it's bread. Like rye bread. Bread. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious, like fresh bread. Um, Mm, Little bit of good, like a sourdough with some cheese on it. Yeah. Sourdough, cheese. Ooh, like like melted cheese, too. It's like melty. What's that lettuce that it's like kind of looks sharp? Uh, you talking iceberg? Arugula? Arugula? Oh, you're talking about arugula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with that. That's what he's Very pretty. On. Yeah, some pretty arugula coming out of it. And let's, how about mm-hmm. this? No meat. It's just cheese and arugula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just cheese and arugula. Maybe some pepper. Yeah, a little bit of pepper. <laughs> but no meat. No meat. No meat, yeah. It's just kind of pepper, yeah. cheese, and arugula. And it's just the freshest sourdough oh, that's so fr- it's one of those ones that you can smell like as soon as you turn the aisle in yeah. the grocery store and you're like oh yes and you, you just like instantly gravitate to it oh, and they're in those paper bags he's not yeah. in a plastic bag he's in one of those nice paper ones oh my god yes i love when you get a paper paper wrapped sandwich that means you are in for a treat <laughs> that means it's a legit that means not it's not no one took any cut any corners this uh-huh. is a real sandwich this was made by no, a person with this love. Is, this is not an AI sandwich. This is a real sandwich. What, a, what about Matt? What? Let's eat Matt now. So we've eaten. Mm. We've eaten you. We've eaten EJ. What? What? A, when we eat Matt, what? That's a, a hot dog. Yeah, chili dog. I think a big old. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah big He's beans, a chili dog. Big, big old oh, beans it, on that chili dog. In the red and white basket. Oh yeah. yeah. Like red. you can't. You can't functionally <laughs> pick it up. You try. You make a mess. But, yeah. you, but you eventually have to pull out the plastic fork to eat it with. Messy chili dog with a bit of cheese mm-hmm. on it. A bit of, bit of cheddar cheese sprinkled. Sprinkled cheddar cheese on top. Yummy. Oh, Yummy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh, are you? What, 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 what's your taste? I don't know. Goodness? Eat me. Eat me up, everybody. Mm. What do you want? What do you want? My first thought was pasta. Ooh. Like some of pasta. those, like, you know, those, those shelled ones filled with the nice cheese. Oh, fill me with cheese. Why oh, are we, yeah. we're all cheesy. Like that's something I'm, I'm all about cheese. We are all cheesy. I could never cheesy. be a vegan. <laughs> I could never be a vegan. We're literally much. a podcast coven of, of boys that would be cheesy snacks. Oh, yeah. If you were to eat us. Oh, yeah. 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 The, the Swiss, the Swiss coven. Ooh. Full of holes. Full of cheesy holes all smell oh it's all cheesy smells this <laughs> is a delicious energy <laughs> and i mm, get, get just, ready listeners Ooh, you about to you about to taste this one let's go
welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. I am your host Hunter Donaldson. I am joined today uh, by a guest, and, uh, and and the guest is uh, it's it's Sun Sanders. Everybody, this is me, Sun Sanders. Hello, I'm making bird hands. I'm Aww. flying into this episode. Oh, Sun is making bird hands. Like, they fly into the episode. Uh, like this game flew into my heart. Oh yes. Today we are talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, <gasps> a game we've already talked about. Well, we're not. What? Well, whatever we want. Okay, it's our show. All right, you don't tell us what to do. True. All right. Um, we're talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. This is just a bonus episode where me and Sun are going to sit. First of all, we're going to get Sun's take on Final Fantasy VII Remake in general. Don't worry, we're going to do that uh, service for you. But we've also just played uh, the DLC featuring uh, Yuffie uh, as the playable character. Um, I had never played it before, um, and I decided, you know what? I feel like playing that. I feel like talking about it. Um, this week, we are uh, traveling to Indianapolis for Gen Con. So consider this a beach yep. episode. We are, we are just having fun today. We are not going to try that hard, okay? This is a chill whatever time we're gonna get to number one don't you guys worry well we're I'm not gonna continue <laughs> i'm gonna continue to wait. sabotage this this oh, list oh, like i've heard you <laughs> it's been a while to... since i've been on and let me tell you i've heard a lot of i've heard a lot of talk about how i fix the list That's and true. I, I make stuff climb to the top you, it is true both the sanders boys have done <laughs> an amount of terrorism on the list i just want to say list terrorist you are list terrorist uh, are we ranking DLC for Final Fantasy 7 Remake? Is that what you want to do? You want to rank just Intergrade? I want to give it a shot, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I did not imagine. You, have you? You haven't. You haven't ranked any DLC before, and this is okay. a pretty. This is this is pretty substantial. I think the only equivalent to this in like modern games would be like the Miles Morales addition to the um, PlayStation Four Spider Man game. Even though that's a full game, a it's full a full game. game. But I think. I think both. I think both of these feel like full games. <laughs> you are such a little terrorist. Um, okay, <laughs> I I'll go with it because I love you so much. Um, but I mean, we can try. If if there's a complete revolt, if the math doesn't add up, the math doesn't add up. You are talking walnuts right now, my friend. And I'm I just into really it. want a po- a point five on the list. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So. Let's explain real quick. Uh, we can, I mean, I think we can get through talking about this game pretty fast. Um, so mm-hmm. in Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, uh, you, if you're not familiar, uh, it is a remake of the popular game Final Fantasy VII. If you have not, if you are listening to this episode without having listened to the Final Fantasy VII episode or the Final Fantasy VII Remake episode. What are you doing? I'm going to need you to go home right now. I'm going to need you <laughs> to do your homework and then come back here. All right. I'm not going to explain all of Final Fantasy VII to you, but... This DLC takes place during the story of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it features our lovable friend, uh, Yuffie, who is a ninja, okay, and a thief. She steals materia. Uh, She works for Avalanche, which is the larger terrorist organization that the Scooby gang that we love and know also work for. However, in the new remake world... Avalanche is more defined, and our Scooby Gang yeah. is sort of an off offshoot of Avalanche that are not associated with the wider organization. Um, and Yuffie, the story of Yuffie's uh, DLC is that she has come to Midgar in order to steal some fancy materia from the Shinra. Um, and the game is divided into two uh, very long chapters. 
um, with uh, side. There's side quests. There's uh, Yuffie is a, a playable character with her own, you know, sort of combat value uh, and and style of combat. Um, she's very uh, a very potent character. Um, you're mm-hmm. also eventually joined by an NPC who is like your partner on the mission. Uh, who is like kind of got his own thing going on? He's all right. Do we want to go story or do we want to go uh, mechanical uh, first? We could we could go either way on this one. Let's uh, let's do story first. Yeah, let's okay. do story first. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So we can we can build you up just so eventually we tear you down. Yeah, and you can listen to the rest of this episode with Aww. a little bit of sadness. Yeah. So the story, what the things that I like about the story is, um, it's got a really simple hook. I think that's nice. It's not mm-hmm. a very complex story. Yuffie wants something. She's kind of a goofball, weirdo, kind of dumb. But not really dumb, like naive is how maybe I would characterize her. Yeah. Um, she's funny. I don't know. I, she, she made me laugh a couple times. I played, it, did, I played it in Japanese. Did you play it in English? I played it in English. What did you think of the voice acting? I thought they were great. I thought it was fantastic. Just like Final Fantasy VII Remake, I thought it was just fantastic uh, yeah personally there's like a few moments like in final fantasy final fantasy 7 remake where Aerith says some stuff and you're like that doesn't hit just right quite right but i mean all in all i think the voice acting they did amazing across yeah. the board with yeah. this and the remake yeah there's a lot of humor in intergrade uh that i think i thought it was funny yeah like, oh yeah very like when you mentioned scooby-doo like scooby-doo funny like you yeah. can you can you can enjoy this humor with your kids right it's very slapstick molly could watch it Molly could definitely get... I'm sure Molly is going to be huge, like Final Fantasy. I'm sure head. she's already playing it. There is... Like I said, it's divided into two chapters. The first chapter, you're in the Sector 7 slums, and you kind of meet a bunch of supporting characters. There's quite a few, actually. Um, there's maybe too many. I, that That's a light criticism I have. Uh, you Wait, you meets thought... Billy Bob and Polk <laughs> were too too many? Too, was too, a, too many characters? It was kind of... It, it's kind of a lot. You meet... You meet several of them and then it and that makes me feel like they're going to be very present in chapter two they are not so mm-hmm. you meet a cast of supporting <laughs> characters and then they are gone do not worry about them now i don't know if if there's plans for these characters to reappear in you know uh episode two or perhaps in a future i don't know if yuffie's going to be the dlc centric character or ongoing for the entire project i kind of doubt it but maybe yeah, I have my. Sorry, I'm going to insert my little suspicions here because we've we've this is we're living in a world post um the trailer for uh part two of this remake yeah, for, coming for out. rebirth for rebirth. Uh, sorry, I almost said requiem. I was like, I don't think that's right. Yeah. Um, but I think Sid will be the version of that. I think there'll be a DLC of Sid for the next one because Yuffie's in that game. She's going to be in it. Right, um, right. And and my thing with these side characters, I'm with you. I think there was too many of them. And I think because it was kind of funny, I think it would have been funnier if they were talking about like, yeah, I can't wait to go to Sector 7. You know, I'm going to go hang out here. And, you know, because we, we, we know eventually Sector 7 falls down right i right. think it would have been funny if all these characters we were meeting were like yeah i can't wait to hang out here i got a big dinner plans and you're just like oh no <laughs> <laughs> yuffie doesn't know but i know yeah, yeah and, we're never gonna see billy bob again yeah, at least i, I think, hope we don't i think billy bob's done for um yeah he's done I, I just think that yeah so so i would say like um i really liked the the side quest um though like that like i feel like they were of quality in particular the fort condor mini game from the original yeah. Final Fantasy VII makes a return. 
and it's uh, mechanically rich. And I don't know about you, but for probably a solid hour, all I did was play the Fort Condor minigame. It was fun. Same. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it is a strategy game where you just kind of set up your your toys and your toys go automatically fight the enemy. And uh, there's kind of a rock, paper, scissors of like different uh, types of uh, soldiers you can throw out there. Um, and you have to kind of keep uh, in mind like what they can throw out at you. It's very, very fun, uh, kind of light diversion. Uh, it does make the structure of the game a little bit strange because it, it, the DLC is so short that it is silly to me that I spent so much of it like playing a mini game. I mean, I would say like almost an eighth or a quarter of the game was just me playing Fort Condor. So that's kind of funny. It sounds like you blew through this uh, DLC. I didn't, it didn't take me, I took, I feel like it took me at least, I, I should probably look at my numbers for it, but I feel like it took me like 10 hours. Whoa, it did not yeah. take me that long. Maybe I just broke it up in a couple of days. I believe it took me like, um, six or seven hours to complete. Um, so yeah, ten hours. That's quite a bit. That's quite a bit longer. I wonder if I like missed some stuff or something like that. But the, the first half of the game, we're in sector seven. Uh, we meet all these characters, and then the second half of the game, chapter two, um, we go to the uh, Shinra building, um, and it's a lot of essentially Yuffie and Sonan don't really have a plan. They just kind of like go to the Shinra building. Um, and it's it's actually earlier in time before the rest of the crew is going to be in the Shinra building. I was sort of hoping that the way it was going to work is like while the Scooby gang are like making a ruckus in the Shin Shinra building, mm. we are like on a different level, like kind of reaping the benefits of all the chaos that they are creating. Um, they don't do that. I really wish they had, though. I agree. Um, I agree. Because it, it does feel, because you know, I mean, story-wise, you know they are in there. Mm -hmm. but by the end of it, you know that they are in the midst of doing all the things that they're doing. Right. But where Yuffie's at, there's no acknowledgement that they're there at all. Right. Or that anything else is going wrong. And in fact, like, the main antagonist, she, like, is like... As, as if she's in a totally different state you know right. she's like i anything could be happening above me and i have no idea right um and I, it was kind of weird i'm like don't you know like you're the rest of your friends are getting their shit rocked right now by cloud right. yeah so so that's a little bit strange as far as story goes um yuffie and sonan uh eventually make it to where they expect to find this very powerful materia and they learn that that shinra doesn't have it basically that it that it it, whatever they're the the thing that they're working on the the material they're trying to create um it is yet to be completed so they basically find out that they broke into the shinra building for no reason um and then you know i mean spoilers but uh sonin dies predictably um well he, don't let's not breeze past so they we we find out there is no materia but we do find out there's a bunch of new friends that we've never heard of in there well Reese, okay that you've Weiss never heard of that Nero. you've never yeah. heard of but they are characters, i've never heard of them they are characters from a vincent valentine only playstation 2 game called dirge of cerberus okay were they from that Yes, they are okay. from that. Yeah, they are so obscure. I was like, why are these guys in here? And then, you know, because, I mean, I, I am very intrigued because, I mean, with the Final Fantasy VII remake stuff, especially with all the stuff they're doing with Sephiroth and the and the clones and all this mm -hmm. stuff, or like, you know, maybe the people with the numbers on their shoulder. Right. You know, I was like... They're clones, yeah. Uh, yeah, so can you, can you fill me and the audience in on who these characters are from the wonderful 
cult classic dirge of cerberus yeah so okay uh so i did not play dirge of cerberus but i recognized them when they <laughs> showed up I was like i think these guys are from dirge of cerberus i did some research afterwards um and they are like just th- there's a there's a handful of antagonists that are from this like special um segment of the shinra like military that basically yuffie is facing off with um, and uh, honestly, they're very generic anime bad guys. And I will go ahead and tell you, you know how your theory earlier was Sid is going to be the DLC for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I absolutely disagree. It is for sure going Vincent. to be Vincent because that's yeah. the reason to introduce these guys. 100%. And 100%. Nomura has always had a soft spot for Vincent. He loves Vincent. Um, and will absolutely want to make a Vincent-centric DLC. Vampire, half of his face is covered, and mm-hmm. he has tons of belts. I yeah. mean, what you know? What does he need more? Absolutely, gonna um, be Vincent. Th- that makes that makes a hundred percent sense. But yeah, so so you end up fighting. There's there's a boss fight with uh, the the freakiest of the new characters, uh, who's like Nero is a freak. Uh, he's wrapped in like bondage gear gear, uh, and yeah, yeah, it's very hilarious. Um, he looks the, like a Metal Gear Solid character, which is does. funny that you mentioned that they're a, a special like unit of Shinra. I'm like, oh, yeah. so like Foxhound. <laughs> yeah, they are essentially uh, Foxhound. Yeah, um, very not. They're not very interesting, and I was kind of disappointed to see them included in this. I uh, there's a boss fight where you fight um, Scarlet, and she is in this robot that in the original Final Fantasy VII you don't fight until like near the end of the second disc or perhaps the beginning of the third. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure when it happens. Um, but I, when I was doing that fight, I thought that maybe was the final boss. And I was like, this is fitting because it's a nice teaser setup for a fight that's probably going to happen later in the series. Um, but no, we have to include the Dirge of Cerberus guys. Um, and then the final boss is, is you and, uh, and this guy Nero. Um, which kind of, I think, should maybe segue us into talking about how the combat works in Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. You mentioned that you, you what, you only died once versus Nero? Yeah. I, I died, like, at least eight or nine times, and it took oh. my partner Megan to tell me, you can do this, as she was stepping out of the house <laughs> for me to actually beat Nero, and I was like, oh, that's all I needed. I just needed a pep talk. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, the combat, I, Yuffie's crazy. Mm-hmm. She's so fast and so fun but i love how they took because her character i mean when when you when you play it she's a classic like final fantasy rogue character right yes. she can steal stuff a thief you know yeah she can steal stuff and she's fast and she uses like you know essentially daggers um but she can like throw some she has a boomerang you know right but i loved how like you could throw it and then use it to cast spells i yeah. thought that was so cool and you'd we'd we had mentioned we were talking um a while back about this about the, maybe how she's overpowered yeah well if you don't if you don't like if however i wasted my time playing this this game uh <laughs> not getting you know leveled up properly not getting any summons i didn't even know there were summons in this you can get room off uh, and like all these other stuff i had right. never got a single one of them if you waste your time and don't level her up she doesn't feel op ah uh, in my opinion <laughs> so i mean here's the thing so here here's how she controls she is she is both a long range and close range character. She's the only hybrid character we have thus far in Final Fantasy mm-hmm. VII Remake. Um, you can go into one mode where she has thrown her boomerang and she just casts spells. And I don't mean like, 
you know, like thunder or blizzard or fire. She does generic elemental damage that does not cost any MP. And I would no say that the entire concept of that is uh, a broken thing to allow Yuffie to be able to do. Most of the enemies that you face off with have an elemental weakness. Using that elemental weakness uh, on the enemy will pressure them and then eventually stagger them where you can do extra damage. So I would say the, the way I played the entirety of the DLC was I would start an encounter, I would throw Yuffie's boomerang, I would use uh, whatever weakness uh, I needed to against that. I would change to that elemental and then use that on the enemy until they were staggered, and then I would grab my boomerang and I would hit them as hard as I could. Uh, and that was the strategy that got me through the entire DLC. No problemo. I died once against Nero because I was being really lazy and he transitioned into a the second phase of the fight and was a little bit stronger and I wasn't being on top of it. A little bit stronger is an under. He literally is just <laughs> siphoning your life <laughs> like at drastic ranges and then he can sure. just one hit kill you and then of course when you die what's what's kind of fun is sonin kills himself to re revive you which is just and i got to see him do that over and over uh. and over again so when his death finally does come i'm like but no i can throw a phoenix down at you you will be fine i've done it a thousand times right so i did not do that i was definitely more chaotic and just like going with the flow i didn't have like a any sort of agenda you know when i get in i was like oh, i'm gonna run up to this person and just hack the shit out of them right i get hit i dodge out throw my thing i definitely was more like action movie with it uh, than i was like tactical for sure yeah so i have you know it's like i have played through the final fantasy 7 remake improper twice um but i've played through the first half of the game like four or five times uh, and then adding the DLC to that, I mean, I don't know how many hours I've gotten with the game, but it's it's well over 100 at this point. Um, it's safely under, under, over 100, I should say. So the whole basic gist of the combat of what you're trying to do is use specific techniques on the enemy in order to get them into a staggered state where they do nothing and take, like, you know, not necessarily double damage or they take bonus damage that you can then multiply it's like 0. 0.5 0. 0.75 yeah at this point it is tattooed in my brain like just mm. that that system and i will say i have a little bit of a concern actually with the combat system i like it i oh. think it is the best final fantasy combat system that i've yet to to play which isn't exactly saying a lot but i am worried that i'm not going to be able to do this for like three whole games without being like very bored by the end because mm. my review of intergrade kind of goes like this it was fun seeing the story stuff especially there's some scenes at the end that we shouldn't spoil that where you get a little bit extra stuff added to the ending that gets tacked onto the ending of the game and that are so much fun to watch. I mean, just mm -hmm. having any more Amazing. time with the gang is, is, is so great. And I'm really glad they indulged in that, even though it doesn't, you know, it's like we get to the end of Yuffie's story and then we just cut over to some stuff that's going to lead into um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which I just desperately want at this point. Story-wise, I'm so completely good. hooked. I mean, I, I, I want to see how these play out. Combat-wise, 
I am afraid that unless they throw in a lot of curveballs and enough to justify, you know, presumably two entirely whole 50-hour-plus experiences, that I might get pretty tired of this combat system by the time we reach the end of that mm. third game. Because I do feel like I didn't find Yuffie to be that fun to play because... I think because she's the only real character in the party. Sonan is great, and there is this whole system where you get to synergize with Sonan, and he sort Which of amplifies your moves. Yeah, oh, it's great. It's as if you need it. That's how I felt. It's like every time I would... If I was using the synergy powers, then I was going to just blow out whatever encounter we were on. But mm -hmm. I, I just feel a sense that the DLC is good for the story stuff, that the stuff that is kind of personal and it's fun to see how they're portraying uh yuffie this time um i found the story elements to be a little brief and maybe not super well thought out um and i found the combat to be at this point not not deep enough to be compelling but that's not an across the board experience um it sounds like you you hit the combat a little bit more or you you bounced more around inside that system but it also sounds like you were trying to play kind of rule of cool with it yeah 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 well that's that's what i found out with with um starting from final fantasy 15 that first intro like it opens up a final fantasy game for new and old players alike um that to me was like a message to you know this old turn-based rpg head that you know, I need to start thinking about the games differently. And obviously mm -hmm. you've 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 clicked into like this is how it works. Mm -hmm. I'm over here like exactly like you said, rule of cool, just like I want it to look awesome. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm gonna like die all the time. I'm not efficient. My I'm gonna have to turn in my capital G gamer card when I play these things right. and just pull out sitting on the couch guy yeah um because because yeah for the most part i'm just i just wanted to look cool because it looks right. fantastic it's like right. the best looking some of the best looking video games i've ever seen just in the effects and the magic and yep. just like the combos with your stuff um and so yeah living in that bliss of ignorance is great with these games <laughs> i think is like just like you know if if, if, if you want to get really good at it then yeah you can like tactfully go through and, and take care of it right um you know, hearing you talk and what we've talked about previously and then like watching videos afterwards, I was like, oh, yeah, this Nero fight wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know, if, if I would have done it correctly, but I went in like super under leveled, not enough items, you know, like my weapons were not fully decked out and customized the way they could have been. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like going in like that, it was like, well, this is this is fun because like I'm having to like work towards how to how to work with a little palette right um instead of a large palette um but you know speaking of the synergy stuff i think you know yeah i mean i agree that i mean the concept the combat is not very like deep and i think final fantasy 16 is even less deep in personally yeah um when it comes to that stuff i mean it's just like how fast can i hit square triangle to make a combo right um and uh and then dodge occasionally but uh i like the synergy stuff because now i'm thinking like oh what's red you know gonna look like synergizing with barrett if they bring that system into oh, those that would other be awesome. characters yeah right i i think there could be like something like 
really cool because I think Barrett could totally throw red. I yeah. think that'd be amazing. Um, and then I think like you know Aerith and Yuffie getting together to like heal oh. the party with like some sort of boomerang heal thing, or and then like the Tifa and Cloud co- teaming up to do like something sure, cool, sure. and then bringing in Sid and and evolve and Ka- what would Cat Sis uh, synergy be? You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me. What, what about this? Let me throw this out there. Um, because presumably, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to start, as far as where we're at in Final Fantasy VII, the original game, it will start at the flashback sequence with Cloud and Sephiroth working together. So, Ooh. how are they going to do that? Is I don't yeah. think they're going to let us control Sephiroth, so what about synergy moves with Sephiroth? Sounds pretty awesome. I mean, we just had a demonstration for how... NPC characters are going to work characters that we cannot control mm-hmm. directly in the original final fantasy seven you fight random battles with sephiroth in your party you just can't control him um yeah so 100%. let's do let's go i want to do synergy moves with sephiroth give me that oh um, my god i want that very badly. so fucking cool yeah <laughs> that would be um, hella cool but yeah i, I I love it that they've done it for NPCs, but I really hope they find a way to bring it in with the other NPCs as some sort of like special combo. Because I think it would add to that depth of, Absolutely. of you know, not like, oh, Barrett's just shoot stuff that's high up that Cloud, well, Cloud could totally reach. He can just, he can jump. If you've watched Advent Children, he basically jumped to the moon. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, I, you know, because I was playing, I'm, I'm playing through like my third because well i got i got a playstation 5 so i had to like re i didn't transfer any of my saves so i'm just mm-hmm. replaying all of my playstation 4 games basically again um and so i think i'm i think i'm on my second if not third of final fantasy 7 i don't think i haven't beaten it twice um mm. but i've started it a couple times um and yeah replaying it and and experiencing that system alongside because i was playing final fantasy 7 remake I was playing Final Fantasy 15 and Final Fantasy 16 all at the same time. I was wow. playing for like a couple hours. And then because I was getting used to like, I was like, I want to see the mechanics of how they, you know, how does the controller feel right. while playing all these games. Final Fantasy 15 is so hard to play yeah. after playing 16 and 7. Right. Uh, six, 16 is is just Devil May Cry, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Final Fantasy VII has, like, that tactics vibe. Right. Um, where, like, I, I can control it a little bit, you're right? right. And I think I like that crunch. You know, I would prefer I prefer if they're just standing there in, in a line with three versus a line of monsters, personally, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, you, you would be down for the series to stay turn-based forever. A hundred percent. Yeah, I could, I mean, I would. I think me too. But to that's long gone. Yeah. It's yeah. long gone. But yeah. But these are fun because they look amazing. Like I said, like, you know, even Final Fantasy 15 going back, I, I played like I started a new game and then I played my like final game, which I had like 80, 90 hours in. Right. And like, which I was like, I'm, I'm glad I restarted it and played it because like playing a high level version of that game and you haven't played it in like five years or however long it's been. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Right. <laughs> and these Tonberries are murdering me at this dock next to all these yachts. Um, I need <laughs> to figure out how to get out of here. Yeah. But yeah, Intergrade, I mean, you know, I, I think when you're talking about the story, it did feel brief. You know, I, I was trying to compare it to uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and mm-hmm. and it's not a good comparison because that's such a that's such a robust. There's a whole game there, right? There's a whole game, but, and there's a lot of there's a lot of considered story stuff and and charming characters and character relationships and stuff. And yeah, Integrate is 
it's not there's it's, just it's not DLC. a lot there yeah it's very dlc yeah, it's dlc um but you know that being said i as a fan of these characters and a fan of the story was so happy that they gave us this yeah because having them be like you know because you when we first meet yuffie in the original game she's just this random person you're like that's not a monster right and then she steals all your shit and you're right. like wait what yeah uh, and so now you get this like whole story of her and i love the idea that we're the the hope that they give that to a lot of these characters like right. i want i know we get to see sid's backstory with the failed you know rocket launch and mm-hmm. all this stuff but i want to i want to live it i want to yeah. be a part of it now yeah you want to play vincent it. You know, I want to play Dirge of Cerberus again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, whatever that is worth. <laughs> but, like, I'm excited to see what they do with Zack. Right. Um, I don't want to spoil anything that happens, but Zack is going to be in these games. Oh, yeah. Zack, you're, you're going to... There's just no chance that he's not in these games. And right. I'm like, what does that mean, you know? Right. And then if, that, if Zack is in these games, what other characters, like, are going to be characters that you get to interact with in, in more depth way that were before were just kind of you know uh, off to the side right like, i'm really excited characters. for barrett for yeah i'm really excited for barrett's story you oh, know because like, that that part of the game you know it lasts for a good while but you can with everything else going on you can get past that once you get to the golden saucer and all that stuff fairly quickly and i, th- I feel like his story doesn't like linger on your taste buds as mm-hmm. much as some that part of the game um but man i'm so excited to i think we both are just hyped for rebirth and we just want it now yeah i mean i and integrate was perfect for our appetite when i was i was streaming uh my playthrough of of the dlc and once we got to the ending and it was showing me scenes that were leading up to rebirth i just was overcome with this feeling of like Please just keep going. Like, I just did not want it to stop. I just thought of how hilarious it would be if they had just hidden the second game in the DLC. Sadly, they did not, and it did eventually end, and I had to go away from all my friends. I want to say for the record, though, the chunk of the game where you are having a lot, there's a lot of episodic storytelling with the individual characters. It starts with, with Barrett, and then you get a little bit of Red 13, and then you get a little bit of Tifa, Actually, Tifa is kind of geniusly sprinkled throughout the entire game. There's a little bit of her mm-hmm. in the calm flashback. There's a little bit of her when you get to Nibelheim. Um, and then after Nibelheim, then we get to Sid, and we immediately meet Sid and get uh, his backstory. Those kind of episodic chunks there are, I think, some of my favorite elements of Final Fantasy VII. Like any, the PlayStation era of Final Fantasy, to me, can be summed up like this. Great characters... With wonderful hooks, even Final Fantasy VIII, which people say is a weaker cast and they're right, the characters have better stories inside of them than the overall story that the game is trying to tell. So they all kind of suffer this interesting thing of like, the game starts and it's like a storytelling high and it's wonderful and we, we get these great moments with each character and then you, you slide in that third disc and it's time to just focus on the main story and wrapping it up and just it all like to me always kind of let me down except for final fantasy eight because it gets so bogus in the end wild yeah it because it's willing to go so weird with it i think that is why that one is kind of my favorite game of all time 
Um, was it the only one to go to space? Uh, no. I mean, besides Final Fantasy Nine, you kind of go you, to space. In you, nine, you a, go another to another planet. So I would say that's almost yeah, like going planet. to space. But yeah, so like going to space has always been like a fun, like final act thing for for Final Fantasy, or, or going to another world, or or what have you. But I think generally these games are stronger when they are focused on uh, their own characters. I mean, Final Fantasy Nine is a mm-hmm. is a big favorite of people's, and I think it's just because the cast is so strong, and so much so of good. the game is about them, you know. And and then eventually it becomes about you know Kuja, the bad guy, and it kind of starts oh, falling Kuja. apart a little bit. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the general I feel like vibe of of all of them. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully, Final Fantasy Seven remake will find a way to just be more bogus. Like I think I feel like that's something they're promising us. Oh, it's it's oh yeah, it's I mean it's given us it's given it to us for yeah. sure. These 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 guys. What what did they what did Tifa call him? It's like uh, with the the guy that's like living down two like apartments down from Cloud. They, she gave him some like silly name like William or Bobby. Oh yeah or something yeah he like just that. yeah yeah he has just like a basic <laughs> uh basic name. Yeah and yeah. it's like. If that guy's a Bobby, then I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, so like I think they're promising some really big weirdness. Um, I'm excited for like them to really, and I feel like uh, I feel like the DLC kind of gives us a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the scene with Zach. I don't want to spoil that scene because right. I, I was like, what is happening? Yeah, and yeah. Then Pretty wild. I, I was just like, I was just I was very shocked. Like every second that he was on scene in that moment, I was like, what is happening? What is going on? Um. Uh, but I think you're totally right. I mean, the Final Fantasy stories, it's like a D&D campaign, right? The main plot of the story is not, it's not important right. as much as the journey. It's all right. about the journey and the journey with the buds you're being there when you're sitting at the table playing with your buds. That's again why I go back to the beginning of Final Fantasy 15. A Final Fantasy game for new players and old alike is... I think it was just a mantra that they're like, let's bring this back to that PlayStation era where it's right. these characters. Because I mean, if Final Fantasy 15, you know, for how hard it is to go back and play now, um, they they did a lot of work with um, Noctis and all of his bros, right. the turtles. Yeah, tons of really good DLC. Each one had like I thought was fun, you know, and, and like character wise, you know, it wasn't perfect, but it was a great like st- stepping off place for right. what we got in Final Fantasy 7 Remake and what we're getting in Final Fantasy 16. I think that's the biggest harm in Final Fantasy 16 is you don't really have those buds yeah. um, as much as you do in these other ones. Um, right. But it has other aspects that are really, really awesome. Well, the buds part um, is very important because you have to be able to, ha- you have to feel like you're hanging out with your friends, basically, when you play these yeah. games. Um, I want to ask since we're kind of talking about the series in general who is your favorite final fantasy character zell zell wow without a doubt East hot dogs has cool baggy shorts red shoes he punches people yeah he has like wild hell i love he has a hoverboard he loves hot dogs there's a hot (laughs) dog subplot so zell is the character for final (laughs) fantasy 8 he's like your punching dude uh, mm-hmm. Cypher calls him a chicken wuss early on in the game, which I always <laughs> yeah. remember, always sticks out in my head. I've always wanted to call someone a chicken wuss. Um, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's he's kind of a comic relief character, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also yeah, sort of the sweetheart of the crew. He, like, needs everyone the most. He's also a little bit of a, he's a mommy's boy, um, which is hilarious. He's a big mommy's boy. You get to play cards with his mom, and his mom is the one that has his card. And that's one thing that you do in Final Fantasy VIII is you play this, 
excessively complicated card game that is honestly better than any game game i've ever played it's the best game (laughs) the best game i've ever played is triple triad in which is just a card game inside of final fantasy 8 um but yeah zell's mom uh has zell's card wow that's that's wild that it is zell and that you went right for it oh he's hands down like my favorite i always i I just love him i just love him i I have such an affinity for him um because as a child like i mean he never left my my party it was squall and zell as much as i could have them and then briona obviously Uh, yeah i mean that was just my party forever Um, i loved his combos yeah um but just functionally how he worked uh Oh, okay. I, 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 well, who's your favorite? Because I want to. Th- I'm trying to think like who's the actual like badass cool character, right? That I that I think is just like really awesome. Um, so my favorite Final Fantasy character, God, that's really really hard. I think I have to separate the protagonist out. So let's not. Count yeah, you got to protagon- get rid of the protagonist. Yeah, yeah. You got to get rid of the protagonist. I'm not worried about any protagonist. I'm thinking party member. It is tough. I like VV a lot. And I think yeah. that objectively, VV's story might be the most heartbreaking. I like the 100%. sad ones. I like Barrett a lot. I think Barrett might be my oh, favorite yeah. character in Final Fantasy VII. Um, I love the way he he is a dynamic character because Barrett is um, comic relief. He is your rival. He's, he's, he is your best friend. Eventually, mm-hmm. he's a father. He's the best dad in video games. Yeah, he is a father. And he is a tragic character. Like, that's a lot of stuff for him to do, you know? He wears a lot of hats in that game. And it's a shame that the game, you know, at least in the original game, after the first disc, they sort of forget about Barrett. And Barrett almost has nothing to do for the rest of the game. That's like a big complaint 110%. Yeah. Yeah, 110%. After that first disc, you really don't, you don't get enough Barrett as you probably should. So, Vivi, his story is the best as far as the way it is weaved into the main story because you're always getting a little bit of vivi and then when his story ends it's almost the end of the game so like Mm -hmm. the constant like arc of it i just think it makes him the best party member because it's like he's adorable He's so he's adorable. So cute. I mean, like, he has the best design. Yeah, yeah. Design-wise, he's fantastic. Also, one of the coolest fucking scenes. Spoilers for Final Fantasy IX. Yeah. They're being chased on airships. Yeah, yep. And by by this, like, Iconic. really evil, evil version of Vivi. Um, and it's, like, the big fucking wings. And then Vivi just raises his hand up to the sky and, like, fucking blasts this dude out. It was, I, I like, I'm getting chills thinking about dude. it. It's such a good scene. I still love it to these day. Yeah. Um, I mean, the... So, I mean, obviously, he's the favorite from Final Fantasy IX, but second favorite, I'm a Steiner guy. I oh, love, dude. I love Steiner in Final Fantasy IX. He is such a goof. Yeah. Uh, big old goof. I love him. Honestly, wow. Final Fantasy IX has some of the best comic relief characters um, in both mm. Steiner and Quina in one game. Those are both <laughs> Qu- probably the Quina's silliest, funniest Final Fantasy characters. Obsession with frogs. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? See, but I, I we can talk about Final Fantasy IX forever. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should. Maybe we um, should. <laughs> but, but like one of the coolest design characters, in my opinion, Final Fantasy IX has two of them. Yeah. Amaranth and Freya. Yeah. I think they both just the way they look fucking slay. Yeah. I mean, they look so cool. Um, Freya, Freya is like, and her story, she's a little bit like Barrett for Final Fantasy IX. Once her story kind of happens, it's, it's over. You don't yeah. really pay attention to her anymore. Even though hers had one of the, I mean, talk about a sad scene. Very sad. Her, like entire village people almost 
basically get wiped out mm-hmm. and it's like raining and like she's like laying on the ground and she yeah. has this like bright scarlet outfit so the contrast and everything was just i mean it's burned in my brain that yep. scene yeah um yeah, yeah she's so great good. Yeah, and then Amaranth is kind of a character without much of a story to him. By the time he shows up in the game, it's like almost too late for there to be any more. He's just looking cool because he's Wolverine. That's, I just like he's Wolverine with red hair. Yeah, I like that he he leaves the party to compete with the party in a dungeon. That's really funny to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, uh, he's he's more an interesting design than he is um, a character that really pays off um, well. Man, okay, so I want to hear. Let's let's just uh, like we're about to talk about Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> Is this episode just we talk about the entire Final Fantasy series? I mean, well, if we can't rank them, then what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we. Sh- I, I don't. We should r- rank protagonists. Oh, uh, at least. Yeah, it's tricky with Final Fantasy VI because even though, um, oh, what is her name? I'm sorry, Tara. Sprites, Tara, Tara. Tara. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, she's the first character you meet. That game sort of feels like it la- It doesn't really have a protagonist. It's such a massive party, and the focus doesn't really feel like it's guided by one character in the way that the others are. True, true, true. I feel I like Cecil would have to be in the conversation. Uh, if we're talking Final Fantasy prota- protagonist, he is the protagonist of Final Fantasy IV. Um, he mm-hmm. goes from being a Dark Knight to a Paladin. Uh, it is like kind of the prototype of Final Fantasy protagonist, I feel like, is defined yeah. in Cecil. Um, Cloud, obviously, going through his, like, kind of, uh, you know, his journey of self and identity is very interesting. And he has a real, like, I think that he was, like, one of the only one of the only protagonists to go through, like, a mental health crisis. Right. Um, like yeah. Like a true, true mental health crisis. He has a breakdown. Like, oh. He has a mental breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Then, I mean, hey, what about Titus? Yeah, Titus is, <laughs> Titus is, uh... <laughs> He's all right. I mean, daddy, his daddy problems. <laughs> I think Titus is really, I mean, I think he might be the one that, I think he hurts that game a little bit for me. I find his character. He's a, like Vaughn in Final Fantasy 12. Yeah. I don't need Vaughn either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't need Vaughn or, or Titus to enjoy the, the cast characters. You know what? Really? And I think we may have said this in Final Fantasy 10 episode. So I forgive me if I'm repeating myself. Yuna should have been the protagonist of Final Fantasy X. Thousand percent. Much more yeah, interesting character. Much more her her arc pertains to the main story in a way more obvious, fitting way. And her father relationship is more interesting than Titus and Jack. You know? Yeah, because you could have still, I think you could have still had her as the main character, but the voiceover of Titus talking about her adventure, mm-hmm. um, but you're Yuna the entire time. Because, right. yeah, I mean, really, she is the main character. Her dad was also the main character. Right. And the auxiliary characters were her party members, right? Right. I mean, so, I I just feel like the way it's, it, I mean, it's really, at the end of the day, I I would lose the Titus uh, kind of monologue stuff, the, the, the voiceover and the kind of focus on him as the the point of view character, um, but yeah, then when you get to twelve, it's like that that party is is pretty decent. Thirteen, the party is pretty bogus um, with a lot of really cool uh, design. But I am ashamed to say I've never finished Final Fantasy thirteen, so it's hard for me to judge yeah. that party. I'm in the process of replaying it right now, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm growing an appreciation for that battle system. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. Um, also, there's a character in that that is just Waka, but his name's Godot. Oh, um, neat. And he is he, he looks just like Waka. Um, <laughs> one of the best <laughs> Final Fantasy characters. Yeah, Waka's um, pretty good. Waka's great. Where do we want to? Wh- what do we want to do? Do we want to rank Final Fantasy VII Intergrade as a separate thing on the list? Do we want to just re re rank Final Fantasy VII remake, but it's me and your ranking, and we cancel out what me and Matt have previously said about the game? What do you think? I like where you guys put it on the list. Um, personally, um, yeah. I know that uh, uh, what's his face it hated it, <laughs> which I wasn't too shocked by. Um, uh, but uh, I mean, I'll tell you what I hate about it is that it's so much higher than the original Final Fantasy VII, and if it were up to sure. me. I would probably put the original Final Fantasy VII up in the top 10 and Final Fantasy VII Remake like maybe in the top 20 or maybe even top 30. Um, yeah, see, to me, I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is giving us like a new and improved version of Final Fantasy VII. Um, uh, so I would, I, I would keep it above it, but not much. But like literally like it's, they're, I mean, they're basically the same game. They're giving us the same story. It's just the mechanics are different and how it's playing out. I would just put it above because now we get to like express the story more than what we did. And, you know, because there's a, because I mean, every version of the Final Fantasy VII I played had translation errors. Right. And some of them are pretty bad. Oh yeah. Um, they're horrible. You know, uh, but it's like, you know, and then there's, it's like the actual like visuals of the game. I mean, they're still, I still love them. I still play Final Fantasy seven every couple right. of years. Same thing with nine and eight. So the visuals aren't the thing that bother me, but I mean, I can't knock the fact that Final Fantasy seven remake just looks, I mean, brilliant on, on yeah. a P- PlayStation five. It's just like, I, I almost want the game to play itself just so I can watch it. Yeah. Cause it just looks amazing, <laughs> which is funny. If you, if it was a Final Fantasy 12 game, it would just play itself. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if we need to rank it um, necessarily, but I, I mean, we could do our own little side, like Final Fantasy ranking, <laughs> just yeah, like I'm- a little sub sub rank. Well, that's okay. Okay. But I think we just agree on everything, so it's really not. <laughs> Let's do a top five of the Final Fantasy series, and we'll go back and forth. You know, you can reveal your five, I'll reveal my five, um, and then we'll just go back and forth until we hit number one. And this <laughs> Don't is we have current... this written down in Discord? Don't we have this we do. written down in we do, Discord? But, we but did this in a car ride, I'm I think, not going to check it. I'm not going <laughs> to check it. Because here's the thing. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff shifts around for me. Like, it doesn't mm. stay consistent all the time it, it kind of shifts a lot like generally it's going to be the same five but the way they're organized are not you know not identical basically um so yeah, yeah. i'm 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 interested in uh in in that top five so yeah here let's just take i just feel like when i look at this list i'm like am i just like a big baby <laughs> do, do i just hate change <laughs> Yeah, really, I mean, when it comes down to my heart and gut, like, am I just like, no, I want the same meal I've had my entire life, and well, I just want it spoon fed to me. I, I, yeah, again, I think, I think things shift a little bit. Um, but I mean, I'm ready to go if you're ready to go. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. I actually just started a sub bracket, um, but I will explain that later. <laughs> okay, so what's your number five? What's your bottom? My number five is Final Fantasy X. Oh, wow. I love that game. It that one's that one fell a lot for me when we replayed it. To be honest, I I by the end of that game, I was pretty tired of playing it. Um, even though the battle system is so good, I mean, it is like the pinnacle of what they had been working on. Yeah, it was the most freeing. It was the most specific. 
uh, it it had like a good back and forth between player and developer. I just thought it was a little too clean. Could have been messier. Could have been weirder. Uh, Could have been wilder. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, and I think we we talked about it on that episode. I think that's why I, lo- I think that's why it gets to top five for me because it is that perfection of it. It, right. it, it, it. They were just like this is the and it's the last one we got that was right. like that. And I think that's why I hold it so dear. As I was like, oh, so what's your number five? My number five is Final Fantasy VII. Um, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game that hooked me into the series in the first place, it is the one with, it does have a lot of problems, um, but I feel like it defines, I mean, I'm I'm the guy on this show, like in our group, the thing that I've noticed about me as compared to, uh, uh, I feel like the rest of us as far as opinion wise is I weight legacy, I think a little bit higher than everybody else does. Like if you think about the mm-hmm. games that, where I have like kind of dissented the most, um, I think of games like, uh, I feel like Doom is not higher enough. GoldenEye, I feel like we did pretty dirty. Mist, I feel like we did pretty dirty. And I think that the only difference there between me and 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 everyone else in this crew is I I just feel like if something charted a path, it has kind of an internal beauty to me that is kind of pristine and maintained forever, kind of no matter what else happens. Kind of warts and all... I'll look at a game like Final Fantasy VII and I'll say, wow, so much sprouted from here. You know, 100%. So many other games were born in the shadow of Final Fantasy VII. And I mean, I just, I love those characters. I, I love, I love my Barrett Wallace. I love my Aerith. I love my Red 13. I mean, I, I mm. love, like, these characters I feel so strongly about. It's like, if we were ranking casts, I think the Final Fantasy mm. VII cast is like number two to Final Fantasy Yeah, IX. which one would make a better sitcom? Because it would definitely be Seven. I oh, mean, yeah. Just seeing them got... like popping into the apartment being like, Barrett, it happened again. And right. Like, what's, that, what's about to go on? Right. All right, what's your number four? Final Fantasy VI. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, Final Fantasy VI to me, it was, it was I, remember, I remember sitting down on the floor playing that game for hours on a Super Nintendo. Um, and I just, I loved it. I mean, it was had like a steampunk vibe. Mm-hmm. Also, there's like, I think it has the largest cast of characters right. that you can have in a party. Um, that it wasn't like Final Fantasy one where you could just like swatch out, swap out their jobs and whatever. Right, right. Um, and like, uh, I mean, it has also like the fact that some of the characters, I think, was it in four? I don't remember anyone actually in your party dying. Um, uh, like yeah, be like uh, there wasn't like a like a villain or an antagonist kind of character, um, like a death. I'm trying to remember who in four would have died, but I remember six very specifically when like you think Shadow dies, yeah, and being like, wait, what? Um, and then for um, but in my original version, he died. I didn't get him. I didn't like. I don't remember like in my my head. I don't remember that moment of getting him back until much later after I replayed it. You know, um, and like going through that how you can like. Because I'm pretty sure you can miss them and not get them back into your party at some point. Uh, if I'm wrong about that, that's just my childhood memory of it. Because I felt like I lost a friend. Right. Right. Um, and uh, but yeah, then that cast of characters is so fun. You, that was like I, I don't think you had a monk before that. Like uh, I think that was one of the first games where you had a fist fighting guy. Um, there's one in Final uh, Fantasy IV. Like there's a there's a Yang 
right? Or is it Edward? I forget. I, I forget who is the one that. Uh, I don't remember who's the one that punches. Well, but you do get a monk from, in Final I, Fantasy. I played Final Fantasy six before I played Final Fantasy four. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does depend on how you experience it. Exactly. So in my head, it was it's like hard to always like restructure how I think about those games. But I mean, yeah, six is just fantastic. That opening moment, um, you know, like I, that's a, that's one that I would love a. Um, well, I've always loved the art from Final Fantasy six. I think like all those art books were always my favorite. I, I had one of just all that art. And I actually got to, I mean, I got to meet the artist. Right. Who did some renders for the remake for PlayStation 1 for that at a um, an art fair in New Mexico once. Um, and... They were just very quiet, and I I tried not to nerd on top of them, um, but they because it wasn't <laughs> what's his face, um, but it was just a person who did like the re-renders of it. And I was like, I remember that box art so much, um, but that's one I would love a Final Fantasy VII remake of, just to see the all those characters come to life right. with those beautiful graphics. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like I think Final Fantasy VI is a great game. I actually, uh, I I mean, it actually is on my list. It's not my number four though. My number four. Uh, is Final Fantasy IV, um, which, mm. by the way, does does feature... A uh, character does die in Final Fantasy IV. It's Tella, the old uh, wise uh, sage. Wizard. Yeah, yeah the, the sage old guy. wizard man. Because um, you get the two boys coming yeah, out of it, or the Pelham, one boy? Pelham and yeah. Porum. They also... They don't die, but they do get turned to stone, and then I think they get turned... They get let go, or they, something happens. They, they are not dead forever, but you do, like, lose... Mm-hmm. You lose them... Um, I think Final Fantasy IV is where, in in much the same way as uh, Dragon Quest III, Final Fantasy IV is where I think the series truly begins. Um, the storytelling mm. uh, is so you can still, when you play it today, you can still feel how adventurous everyone is being. Um, the way yeah. characters come in and out of your party, the way things get, it's it's very reminiscent. When you play Final Fantasy IV after playing Final Fantasy IX, you're like, oh, so much of IX is just referencing the structure of four. There's so many moments in yeah. IX where it's like, we're going to kind of uh, change up where each character is. You're going to leave characters behind and worry about their fates. Um you have such a limited scope for a lot of the story as far as like who you are aware of. It's really just the party members you have with you. Um, yeah, it is, it is the beginning of modern Final Fantasy. Uh, a lot of times in my four spot, I think about putting something like Final Fantasy 12 here, like an undersung or underloved game. Um, if I was, you know, I, I think when I finish Final Fantasy 13, I will determine whether it deserves the number four spot for a little bit just to annoy people. Um, but right now, I think not enough people have played Final Fantasy IV. Um, and there was a remake of it on the DS, but you don't need to play that. Play uh, really, there's so many versions of it. There's a Game Boy Advance version that's good. There's also a sequel that's Final Fantasy IV to the After Years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not good. You do not, not need to not play good. that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's one that I would love. Just give me the visual novel. Just right. give me the, because I want, give me the story, but like, I don't want to play through this. It's kind of garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, a lot of respect for Final Fantasy IV. All right. What's your number three? Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Because, um, because yeah, I mean, now we're getting into my favorite cast, right? Mm-hmm. Like, of like all time buds that if I had to go sit down on a couch with all of these, this is, this is now where we're starting. Right. And yeah, Final Fantasy VII, we've, we've talked about it a bunch. I mean, it's just fantastic. It was like, I remember being a young, moody, blonde boy yep. and being like, 
all I need is a sword, a baggy <laughs> big, pants, big sword, yeah. and belts, yeah. and then I could solve a lot of my problems that I'm mm-hmm, having as an mm-hmm. angsty child. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, and and also Red Thirteen. I like. I was like, what the fuck? You yeah, give me dude. a fire dog right now? Yeah, I love dude. Pokemon. <laughs> I love Charizard. You're giving me a dog version of this? I'm fucking sold. Yeah. Um. He came out of a tube. He has this whole family. He has. Is is it? Is it his dad that got turned to stone mm-hmm. or like some? Yeah. It's like. I mean, give me that. Eat, give me, give me, give me, give me. Like I just, I'll give you all the money. You right. just give me all that story, and I want it. Yeah, um, yeah. That's my two cents on that. Yeah, of course. Final Fantasy Seven. It's forever. It's and an all time classic. Sephiroth. Yeah. Um, the music in it. That oh, that's when I oh, first yeah. like when I first played Final Fantasy Seven. I learned what Black Mages were was. Yeah. Um, and I started listening to that those two albums mm-hmm. at nauseum. Yeah, I mean it's really it's where so much of of it's another starting point. It's like Final Fantasy Four mm-hmm. is this explosion. Final Fantasy Seven is this explosion and re redefining like what the series is about. And honestly, since Final Fantasy Seven, I feel like that what they've craved is another explosive game like that that just comes out and it's just yeah. like here's how these games will be from now on you know mm-hmm. um i think they tried that with 15 but it didn't have the pomp yeah yeah uh my number three is final fantasy 6 um obviously oh, it nice. is uh probably the most important final fantasy game as far as like its overall quality and how much it hit with people um i came to it later in my life um i missed the super nintendo games and had to come back around as um an older you know i was like probably 18 or 19 before i ever played final fantasy 6 for the first time um it took me a long time to really kind of click into it more so than four for some reason four like made so much sense to me whereas i had heard so much about kefka um the the villain of six and how he was the greatest villain but he's very goofy and it kind of turned me off a little bit. Um, he he kind of laughs maniacally a little too much. He kind of uh, like he kind of registered a little bit as like Jack Nicholson style Joker to me. Yeah, um, yeah. And so it took me a long time, but eventually I I had a play through the game where I got to the opera house, and that is the point at which the entire game clicks, and it and it mm-hmm. feels like it it kind of gave us the idea of the um, RPG set piece i mean like the the idea of a of a complicated story-based scenario almost like a dungeon of dialogue um that so many games i feel like have just been we are just an opera house it's just the opera house basically um and yeah gotta love final fantasy 6 and obviously my opinion is wrong and final fantasy 6 is the the greatest of all of them it's the obvious truth that so many people have repeated but whatever I think it's funny. I think we're just the opposite on just four and six because I came to four later in life. Right. Six was where I started. Four is where I came because, mm-hmm. yeah, I couldn't get I don't think I I don't know. I could have ever afford a version of Final Fantasy four whenever I was younger. Right. Um, but yeah, six somehow. I think my grandma got me a copy or just had a copy of it. Um, but yeah, we're just the reverse on that. Yeah. But uh, my number two um, is Final Fantasy eight. Oh, um, so I think so. It- our number two. Are we? Are we? Are we, yeah, are we just, just hop skipping <laughs> our way to the top? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think that's I what's know, okay. 
So Final Fantasy uh, VIII, fantastic. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, well, it's, it's good. It's good audio. People, we replay this. We stop the whole podcast. We're like, how can we just keep them listening so they right. can hear more of the same content over and over <laughs> and over again? Um, but Final Fantasy VIII, I mean, Final Fantasy VIII is just fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, eventually you're, you go to school. It's, it's the cool Harry Potter. Everybody's like, <laughs> oh, Harry Potter. It's like, no, Final Fantasy VIII, I'm going to go to school. I'm right. going to go to class. I'm going to fight a fucking T-Rex. Eventually my school's going to fly. Right. Um, and then eventually I'm going to to go to space i'm gonna find out that like some I, we all all my friends we've known each other the whole time yeah and then, and then and then it's like and then also your spaceship is looks like a dragon and its name yeah. is ragnarok and you're like okay like what else can you give me that uh, oh wait his final sword is like a lightsaber called lionheart done <laughs> <laughs> and he has one of the best friends of all time zell who eats hot dogs all the time right i mean yeah, and L N. I remember. I remember the one of the the moment that still shocks me to this day mm-hmm. was the moment when Cipher kills Odin, right? And I know that you can apparently miss that, which I I didn't. I think we spoke about that a long time, like yeah, a while yeah. back, and I was like, whoa, I didn't know. I didn't know you could do that. I thought yeah. that always happened. Um, and then you get then Gilgamesh comes, and you're. I'm like, what is this? The future of Final Fantasy <laughs> games? Like you can. <laughs> You can kill like the summons and the sum. Little did we know, Final Fantasy sixteen coming around, like the summons become more of like a thing, you know. Right, and then obviously right. in Final Fantasy eight, summons are a huge part of that game. Um, uh, GFs, uh, Guardian Forces, girlfriends. right? Girlfriends, and they're um, called girlfriends. Gr- girlfriends, yeah, girlfriends. All your girlfriends. Um, and uh, God, yeah. And then I remember it being like one of those things where like you had a gun with Irving, you know, and mm-hmm. like, but then he like he was supposed to assassinate that whole scene where you're supposed to assassinate that um, the sorceress, yeah. Um, which and then I I won't spoil it for you people, but if you find out who the sorceress is, it's gonna blow your mind. In <laughs> 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 the story wise, it's just I mean I you know it's funny like it's, it should be my number one because I love it. So you do seem to love it a lot. I mean you're all I, over the place talking about it. <laughs> it's so good. There's just so many things. Oh, there's a spot also when you switch between disc, I think three and four, it's in the middle of these flying schools having a war, like an all out war. And it's like fantastic. But then there's also a part where you get together with your friends and you make a jam band. And then you have this romantic (laughs) kissy kiss thing on top of a a giant glass disc. And it's like, and talk about music there's a song from that that i want in my wedding yeah <laughs> wait are you is that so, gonna happen because i mean you are getting married I, quite soon. I am getting married quite soon Listen, let me if, tell you I've, i have two final fantasy songs that i'm slipping in there one wow. is Aerith's theme and then Beautiful. one is that scene with uh squall what's the name of that song why am i forgetting it squall and riona when they're like yeah when they're dancing in the ballroom yeah when they're yeah, dancing it's Thank a waltz you. yeah yeah waltz yeah yeah what's your number two my number two is i bet your number one uh it is final <laughs> fantasy nine um mm, am we'll i correct have to wait and find out oh we'll have you, to wait and find how out. dare you <laughs> I can, how dare you i can spoil it for the listeners <laughs> okay all right all right all right the the drama so final <laughs> fantasy nine is the throwback playstation one final fantasy game um it has like my favorite cast uh for a final fantasy game my 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 top two cast my number one is Final Fantasy IX. My number two is Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VIII is probably just like not even in the top three, but it's it's really yeah. It as far as cast goes, is um, it selfie? Does she ruin it for you? Selfie's not great. Um, and I also <laughs> feel like 
a lot of the characters in Final Fantasy VIII are not the focus of that game, um, which is True. fine. It, it doesn't have to be that way. But we'll talk more on that, I, I think, in, in just a few minutes. Um, but mm -hmm. Final Fantasy IX <laughs> uh, is a throwback, uh, kind of steampunk, fantasy-based, uh, turn-based combat, classic Final Fantasy game. It has a lot of personality. I think the script uh, is, like, at, for the time, I think it was the best that, that they had ever written uh, for a Final Fantasy game. Um, I think that the characters have a lot of personality. They're very charming. There's a lot of really good episodic storytelling with the characters, which is a big thing for me. I mean, we've, we brought that up a lot um, in this game. I feel like the characters go through... It's such an interesting journey... Um, that only for me falls apart in in the last act. But even once it becomes completely focused on the kind of world ending threat, um, there's a lot of personal stuff with its main character uh, that I think still resonates, even though everything else about the game has gotten so uh, stupid. Um, I think the art design of Final Fantasy IX uh, is like some of the most interesting stuff that the series ever has. I think it's like really. Um, beautiful kind of the world they come up with for nine and i think it's because they're playing off so many ideas that they have had previously they're kind of lifting wholesale a lot of ideas from four and six that had already worked for those games but they're getting to kind of pay it off and and do it do it one more time as a sort of farewell to this idea of this type of final fantasy game they knew at this point that seven had been such a hit that they were never going to get to truly return to the vibe of the classic games now you might be thinking well they just made final fantasy 16 i mean isn't that like the old it is not tone wise no, it is nothing, very nothing it, like there it. was a game of thrones in between final fantasy 6 and final fantasy 16 mm -hmm. and you can Changed feel that fantasy forever everyone that worked on final fantasy 16 played the witcher 3 that is just not yep. you can't get past that okay they played that game they loved it now they're getting their chance to do their version of it and now we can all play that and enjoy that but final fantasy 9 is different it's silly it's goofy it has heart it is yeah it's probably my favorite um script of any uh final fantasy game and if they remake final fantasy 9 it will delight i mean because there's rumors and i mean the 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 thing that leaked has been correct on every front, except we have not yet, we have yet to see an announcement for a Final Fantasy IX remake. But there, there is a good reason to think they might be making it, even though it doesn't really make sense. I mean, I don't think Final Fantasy IX sold the best. Um, it came out after the PlayStation 2 had already released in North America. Um, so I think it was a little bit like hampered by that, or at least it came out like very close to the PS2's release. Um, but marvelous game. Um, and it's, it is, it's the fun one. I think anyone, if you are a Final Fantasy hater or doubter, Final Fantasy IX is the one that might crack you open and, and get you into it. Um, it, the, the soundtrack is not to me as powerful as Final Fantasy VIII's soundtrack or even Final Fantasy VII's, but it's very appropriate. It goes very well with the art. What you're seeing on screen and what you're hearing in your ears are so well put together um, in a way that I think it kind of hurts the soundtrack as something to listen to in a vacuum. But when you're playing it, I mean, it's excellent Final Fantasy music. Um, yeah, love Final Fantasy IX. Um, Paul, 
what is your number one? My number one is Final Fantasy 12. Just kidding. No, it's Final <laughs> Fantasy 9. <IX. laughs> uh, yeah, I figured. It's very much Final Fantasy 9. Um, because, yeah, like, exact, two, two huge, three huge parts to why it's, to me, the best of the Final Fantasies. Right. That you, if you had to, if I had to give it to someone to be like, what is this Final Fantasy? What what do I do? It's, I give you Final Fantasy Nine, and I'm like, go have an adventure. Um, right. Because that's exactly what it is. It is an adventure. It, it feels like the Hobbit in the sense of like, I'm going to go on this grand journey. And yeah, it does fall apart in that last bit. But honestly, who cares? Because <laughs> like, it's it, this game is perfect for the journey is what it's worth. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, because exactly what you said, the music in a vacuum. Yeah, it isn't as strong. But that open world music, the yeah. overworld music. Mm-hmm some it's it's the best one out of all right. the games when right. you're walking around that world map and you're hearing those little mm-hmm. blips and blops it makes mm-hmm. you feel like you're going on an adventure like you're in a fantasy setting yeah um and then when you tie that with the art which was so consistent throughout it nothing seemed out of place it, the world felt so lived in yeah. you know it felt like oh this is this is a place like i wish that i could get like a campaign book on this because i would just play oh, God, the world yeah. of final fantasy 9 mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. i would never leave it um because yeah it has a steampunky vibe you start off there's a giant ship flying into the scene that later is performing an opera yeah that you're you're committing hijinks around and it's just like this is brilliant dude no let's let's just describe the opening conceit of final fantasy 9 real quick so you are a thief and a bandit you are part of a a company of bandits who have been hired Mm -hmm. to um kidnap a princess and your cover is that you are a band of actors putting on a play um, so good and that's your hook that that'd be like if i was going to start a D game with somebody like hey we're going to play for three or four nights that and that's what i would say to them exactly yeah. what you just yeah. said yeah but like that's how this is going to start and they're like okay let's play right. everybody can buy into that that is fun that is just joy because you're like oh all right let's let's get in this and on top of that when you were talking about the episodic nature of it there's a good chunk, a very good chunk of the game where you don't have the whole party. No. Because the whole party is split up. They do a really good job about telling different stories in the different, like, perspectives of these characters and the events in which, like, this plot is taking place. Steiner and Beatrix, for instance, is like, every time, that whole scene is amazing um and then yeah then you have comedy relief it's like actually kind of funny and like you can giggle along with it um also your your character has a tail and when this game first came out it was a big dragon ball z guy and right. i was like this guy and then he turns super saiyan basically um and yeah it's like there's so much to this that it's funny because I mean I start I started off this with number five with being ten was like this was like their goodbye to even though Final Fantasy thirteen is still like turn based mm-hmm. but it's it's different and admittedly I just don't have that much of experience with it but you know I said ten was like this pinnacle and, we, and you, you you well you said it about how like they they just made it it's a nice clean version right um, but they couldn't have gotten there if it wasn't for nine being like let's be silly let's right. have a good time let's right. go on an adventure let's give you a cast of characters. They're pulling from four. They're pulling from six, and they kind of take. This is, really, off. it's like if six. It's like if six and four had a baby, it would right. be Final Fantasy Nine. Right. Um, and you know, the whole thing about being a parent is to pass on and leave it better than you got it. Um, and you know, 
Final Fantasy IX is just, yeah, I love it. Because, yeah, again, like I was talking about earlier, some of those emotional beats that it takes, mm-hmm. Vivi, Freya, uh, Steiner, mm-hmm. um, the scene with Alexander coming to right, life right. and fighting Bahamut was like, I remember watching that as a kid, be like, wait, that castle right. is a summon? Right. What? And then it grows these awesome freaking wings. Um, and then, yeah, then you find out that, like, you're an alien. Um, and <laughs> like, and then there's the whole world tree piece, you know, um, oh, man, there's just like so many good set pieces. I think that's another part about Final Fantasy nine it, it is open world and you do travel all over the place. You get vehicles, all that stuff, you get mm-hmm. airships and whatnot. But like the set pieces in which you travel to right. are so memorable. The desert in that was so amazing. Yeah, and I love it. I think I think it is I think it is underrated in the grand scheme of Final Fantasy games. Right. The, I think the public, maybe not between you and me by any chance. Right. Right. Um, but uh, but by the like grand community of the world, I think it's underrated musically, artistically, um, and characters and story. Um, I think it's yeah, and then honestly, kind of like like uh. technical wise like it runs really well it's a it's a there's hardly any like problems with it i think Um, but there's i mean that's for say a lot lot of those games ran pretty well but i feel like it was just it was fine-tuned uh in in a way like a like a cool like sports car or something right there i mean they are it's the last time where it's not going to be a fully 3d i mean it's not a fully 3d world um and it's our last time scenes yeah it's just it's I mean, I miss it. I miss just the beautiful paintings uh, that you were just like kind of playing on top of. Walking in front of. Yeah. 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 It was just a way yeah. to make a very pretty game. Well, okay. So we're what's, at my your, num- what's your number one? My number one is, of course, Final Fantasy VIII. And I love that we were just, we were just, it was the same two games. We just changed the order. I don't even know, to be honest, I don't know that I want to talk about Final Fantasy VIII on the show yet i'm not wow. ready yeah. to talk about I, this I'm, game. A, I'm here for it yeah I i'm think, here for your silence until you're ready to talk about it i think you did a really good job of of popping around a lot of the stuff that compels me about the game um or that that is compelling about the game um i just know in my heart that final fantasy 8 has and probably always will be my favorite game um and it's just because like i mean you know how life is uh audience it's like your formative experiences will always hold a particular weight inside of you. Um, it's why, you know, currently of all the games we have played on the show, Super Mario Brothers 3 is still my favorite because it's been with me forever. And the fact that it has survived me growing and changing so many times in my life, it just feels like that experience is so much more... Uh, monumentous you know because it's i mean it was a game i loved when i was a child it was a game i loved after i had become an adult it's a game i loved when i was an adolescent i mean it just never left and final fantasy 8 is like that except for it came into my life when i was um nine so Mm -hmm. at that at that point i was beginning my change from being a child to becoming an adolescent and that's when i feel like you really start getting an idea of of who you're going to be and what you're going to value and i just think it's a critical time i think i think a lot of people's favorite stuff can be traced back to that era um, when your brain is going from being you know really nothing and you're just kind of a big (laughs) dumby a big 
boo-boo head to being a little more to imagining that someday you're going to be a person. Um, and Final Fantasy VIII hit me like a train, like really destroyed me. Um, and I think it made me a lifelong gamer. I think it made me someone that was always going to love stupid, weird, dumb shit. Because that's what I do. I love, I love dumb, complicated, weird, like David Lynchian, convoluted, messed up, upside down bullshit. I love it. And Final Fantasy VIII made me love it. Um, mm. And yeah, I'm not ready to get into the particulars of Final Fantasy VIII. Maybe someday, um, but not today. Uh, but yeah, love I that game. Like, I, I feel like also Final Fantasy VIII was... Um, to me, it was more like of a um, like a Yuri on Ice anime in yeah. comparison to like Final <laughs> Fantasy VII was like Trigun. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not Final Fantasy VII and nine and six and four. You these are games that you can be like, yeah, they're they're a little. There's a lot of anime in them, um, but it's like you could show it to your friend and not be embarrassed because you're like, this game is about yeah. badass people doing badass stuff. There's a lot of stuff in Final Fantasy VIII that if you were a child and you had to show, you were like, this is like my favorite game, and then you like show it to your friend, it would be embarrassing. It is it like, like... There's a lot of drama. There's <laughs> a lot of capital D drama happening. Yeah. And... A lot of love triangles and love dramas and stuff. Oh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of unrequited love in Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, yeah. Um... Quistus in particular, that character is very heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, bless um, her, bless her heart, bless her heart. What a sweet lady, never gets what she deserves. Um, mm -mm. And then Squall, just in general as a character, embarrassing. I mean, he is he is an That's embarrassment. So fucking cool. He's Scar across his face, <laughs> furry line. Loving neck him jacket. though is embarrassing, and I do love him. Oh yeah. One time, oh, yeah. One time, someone I felt really strange because i was for some reason i was ha i was hanging out with some friends actually it was jamie it was jamie carbone who's been on the mm. show um sweet jamie yeah jamie's been on like th well technically three times i don't know why but we were talking about my hair for some reason which i was uncomfortable with and jamie was like <laughs> jamie was like kind of being sassy with me and was like i don't like your hair it looks too much like squall from final fantasy 8 and i was uh -huh. like i instantly like kind of seized up and was like did squall did that little whiny brat of a boy like burrow inside of me and become a part of me i think he did and that's embarrassing everybody that's embarrassing to admit i think you gotta embrace um, it and the other the other game's not not to me so embarrassing but final fantasy 8 is pretty yeah i don't know uh, but yeah, this is not, you can't trick me into talking more about Final Fantasy VIII. That's it. That's all I'll I can do. To, I'll just no more. Oh, yeah, that's, one day we'll talk about Final Fantasy VIII and it'll be great. <laughs> I think, I will say this, everybody. I think that there, you know, on YouTube, every once in a while I look to see if somebody's made like the Final Fantasy VIII video essay and no shade to anybody. I think there have been a lot of people that have made uh, some interesting videos, but I don't know if anybody's like really gripped it the way I want. Mm. And hopefully someday i will sit down to make the way too long way too indulgent way too over the top final fantasy 8 video because i want to and th something i've noticed over the years is that generally speaking the people that really love 8 are the ones with 
that are i can see how open their hearts are and i always really love that anytime somebody brings up eight i'm always like this is this is like a kindred spirit to me mm-hmm. um just because overall i mean it's it was the black sheep of the playstation trilogy i mean people yeah people did not i mean it very regularly people, people didn't kinda, understand it people didn't understand they didn't it. even know how to play it and i mean it again it was like maybe a little too emotionally honest at a time when the writing wasn't on a level to like deliver on that fully so like you gotta be down to ride and i mm-hmm. absolutely got in the passenger seat and you know rode that all the way to you know whatever to my life now. Oh, you were in a car. I got on a motorcycle in a sidecar with well, it. Yeah, yeah. I it was a put on a scarf yeah. and glasses, and I was a big smile on my face. Well, yeah. I, I've, I, we, we went up to the space station where the real freaky stuff happens later in that game. Um, son, thank you so much uh, for coming on the thank show this week. Me. I really appreciate it. I love talking to you. Um, I love having goofy energetic conversations with you it's always a wonderful time i'm about to see you in the flesh tomorrow in the flesh yeah tomorrow we see each other in the flesh there will be uh, many hugs and rejoicing audience uh if you enjoyed this uh conversation please uh consider joining the oga patreon um we me and matt have had some conversations recently about um some interesting events we're planning around it um especially if you happen Mm. to like starcraft i think you might be interested in a very weird idea that we have um so stay tuned for that um and yeah thank you for thank you for listening um i appreciate it we got really this was a heartfelt episode i hope right like we opened our hearts a little bit today didn't we oh yeah we opened our final heart yes our big kingdom hearts final fantasy heart Mm -hmm. you know Simple and clean is the way that you're making simple and clean me feel tonight. Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Almanac.